0: Thus saith the Lord, stand in the way, stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. then you will find rest for your souls. That's what we want to use for a text that part of the verse will give enlargement as we go through the message. I want to, and this is a message that I've, I've preached before, but as I was um, reflecting on it yesterday, the Lord began to speak to me about some other things. Returning to the ancient paths, returning to the ancient paths, uh, the King James says, this is what the Lord says, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths, or the NIV, I'm sorry. As for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Yeah. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word is going to accomplish in our lives. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit that I might minister under your anointing. Take me beyond me, beyond my physical strength, beyond my intellectual capabilities. Lord, I want to speak what you want spoken today. Speak, Lord, for your servants here. It's in the precious name of Jesus that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Returning to the ancient past. Amen. Amen. Now, immediately, someone's mind might say, we don't want to be ancient, we want to be up to date. And we strive to be up to date in everything that we do. Amen. Many of us go out and buy new clothes so we can be up to date, even in the way that we dress. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this is not what the Bible is talking about here. Amen. 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 Returning to the ancient past. Uh, years ago, I read this book by Norman Willis, and he, it was, which was called The Ancient Past. And he said, the church has been living modern, living up to date. Now it's time to train old. Okay? And as I thought about that statement, and I think about this message over and over and over again. I mean, uh, this is one of the messages that has... has has resonated over and over in my mind and in my spirit <clears throat> ever since I preached it the first time because it is a profound statement and is a true statement because I understand uh, and even the old church would sing for those of you all who, who think that, that, that the, the old people just didn't know what they were talking about. The old church would, would sing this hymn, uh, uh, A Charge to Keep I Have, a God to glorify, who gave his son my soul to save and fit it for the sky, to serve this present age my calling to fulfill. Oh, may it all my powers engage to do my master's will. Amen. So, even, even old people knew that you had to serve the present age. Amen. Amen. But. Serving the present age does not mean that you throw away spiritual things, godly things. Serving the present age, amen, does not mean that you throw away good traditions that have been laid down in the scripture, amen. It does mean that that your traditions do not make void the word of God, amen, but we know that there are things that are taught in the scriptures, we know that the foundation that is laid in the Scriptures does not change. Amen. God's foundation never changes. Amen. Jude even said in the book of Jude as he wrote to the church, he said, I wanted to write to you about the common salvation. Amen. But I saw the need to write to you concerning the faith. And this faith that was once for all committed unto us by the apostles, he goes on to say that on the, in the book. Amen. And so, you know, that foundation can never, never be done away with, and the church remains to be God's church. If we ever change the foundation, then we cease to be the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in our, in our efforts to be up to date Amen. And in sync with the times, we have to make sure that Christ remains above culture. And we have to make sure that culture is submitted to Jesus Christ. Amen. And that we build on the foundation that has been laid in the Holy Scriptures. So it's a profound statement to make that that the church has been living modern. Now it's time to train old. It's a profound statement in that we need to go back, amen, to some things, uh, to the things that the scriptures have taught us. Because we have busied ourselves with keeping up with the times. Amen. Yeah, we want to be hip. We want to be, hip may not be the word people use now, we want to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear people say they want to be bougie. Amen. And 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 you know that's you know that 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 is that old-fashioned too. Uh, Well, what is it? Dope. Yeah, you want to be dope. Amen. That's that's okay. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. It all fits in because you know we're a cross section of people. You know. We we, Yeah, yeah. So you can understand what we're talking about, you know. And and, and so some of us have run after these things for so long and we busy ourselves with keeping up with the ways of the world so much that we forget about who we are. And then if the truth be told, a lot of people don't really know who they are. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, you know, we do our best to help you understand what it is to be a Christian, um, but a lot of people have taken the terminology, and it's becoming so common. And Christianity can mean so many different things across the gamut. Uh, we mix it in with so much of of, of 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 societal teachings that we don't really know who we are, you know. And we go on the mission field, and we deal with we deal with. Um, syncretism of religion on the mission field, and we don't realize that, that we're syncretizing religion right here in the United States of America. So sometimes people people in Africa and other past third world countries uh, that we think we're going to minister to, we get them, find them more rooted in faith than a lot of us are here in the United States of America. Amen. Because we have, we've, we've spent so much time Amen. We spent so much time running after the ways of the world, you know, and we, we you know, to really sit down today and get in the scriptures is something that a lot of people don't want to do because we feel like we know. Yeah, we've been to college, we have our degrees, we can read and we can understand, but, but, but. As I said earlier, the Bible is not intended for just to be read. It's intended to be studied. And there are things that you will never discover if you just read the Bible. Amen. You have to dig. Amen. And it takes time to dig. It takes time to dig. Amen. and And, 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 and sometimes we're so busy. And we talked about the other Sunday being crazy busy. We are so busy today that we don't have time to dig. Amen. Amen. We're, we're busy. We're busy. Amen. And sometimes we're busy being leisurely. We're busy relaxing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. We're not busy with just being busy. We just. This is my time. This is, this is my time, and, and nobody is going to invade my time and my space. And, and nobody tends to include God. Yeah, tends to include God. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. So, hallelujah. Amen. Y'all hurry up and finish setting up out there so y'all can get on in here and listen to part of this message. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. 'Cause cause because anyhow. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make it with the help of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah. And so we, we see, we see that 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 the church is when I say the church, I am not talking about a building. I'm talking about the people. We become very much like the world. Amen. Amen, yeah, very much like people who don't know Christ, amen, as Savior and Lord. You know, when you, when you think in terms of, of, of Christ being the only begotten of the Father and the, you, the fact that he is unique, there's, he's one of a kind. Now, 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 if we are to be like Christ, we can, we're not begotten, but we're to be unique, Amen. Amen. There is a distinction between us and people who don't know Jesus, the Christ of God. There is a distinction and there should always be a distinction between us and the world. Amen. There has to be. I can I cannot I cannot buy into the ways of the world and the things of the world, and still say that I am a Christian. Amen, and be right about it. I mean, I can say it, I can say it, but it doesn't mean that I'm that I'm right. And 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 this these are the things that we have to wrestle with. We have to wrestle with, Amen. Because you know when it when it comes to uh, being like Christ. There are some sacrifices that have to be made. Yeah, yeah, there are some serious sacrifices that have to be made. Amen. And, and, and when you're living in a time of individualism, when, when society is marked by individualism and, 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 and satisfying self and, and self becomes elevated, what tends to happen is that self becomes God. You put self in the place of God, and now you serve self, and you don't serve God. You put the true and living God over to the side, and you only do for him when it is convenient for you. Serving God goes beyond my personal convenience. Amen. Amen. Goes beyond my personal convenience. Sometimes I want to go to sleep, and I got to study. Sometimes I want to sleep and I have to go and minister to somebody. Sometimes I want to sleep and I have to answer a phone call and talk to somebody on the phone. You know, it goes beyond my personal convenience. And this is not just for the pastor of the church. It's for everybody who names the name of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in this self-centered, individualistic ungodly age, amen, praise the name of Jesus, ungodly age, we need to come back to the things of God, amen, amen, come back to biblical faith, biblical lifestyles, amen, 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 Amen. we got to come back, we got to come back, y'all praying? Praise the Lord, amen, hallelujah. Let me just put a disclaimer in here. You see, uh, my body is tired and I'm dealing with a sinus infection, which is a distraction. So every time somebody walks through that back door, y'all don't see them, but they distract me more. Woo! <laughs> 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 so, so on days like today, that's okay. No, 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 let them do what they're doing. But on days like today, you know, when we got dinner and what have you, in my mind, I'm thinking, I, I'm not going to ever allow this to happen on a Sunday again. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. They're going to listen to the message after the service. So just pray for me. That, 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 you know, because, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I communicating? Yeah, 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 yeah. So in our text for today. In our text for today, God is speaking to the nation of Judah. Amen. He's speaking to his people concerning their sins and and concerning the the impending judgment, amen, uh, that is about to come upon them for their waywardness. Amen. And, And when you read Jeremiah, Jeremiah prophesies to the nation of Judah. He actually prophesies over a period of 40 years. Okay, and, and, and so these things didn't just start yesterday. Amen. God has been dealing with, with his people about their sinfulness. You know, and it helps us to see God's patience. It helps us to see God's loving kindness and God's tender mercies. You know, whenever you get to the point that you start saying God is unfair, go back and think. Elder Hoskins preached last night talking about we've got to remember Go back and think about how patient God has been with you in your mess. Whenever you think that something has happened in your life and God was not fair to you, just let your mind roll back and see how long God has been dealing with you about your mess. Oh, he's a merciful God. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for us, man. Sometimes when we start getting it together, we forget how long it took for us to get to where we are. And sometimes when we're dealing with other people in their sins, amen, we want them to change right away. We've forgotten what it took for us to get where we got where we are today. Yeah. So, so Jeremiah prophesies. He ministers. When I say prophesy, prophecy then was more like preaching now. Amen. Amen. More like preaching now. He's saying what thus saith the Lord, and we're saying what thus saith the Lord. We are expounding upon the Scriptures, amen, that have been written. Amen. We, we, we are expounding upon the prophecies and the proclamation of the Word of God that has been written. This is not my message. This is what thus saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. So God, God, God is getting, and read, this, read these chapters because, you know, these are some, these are some, some very pointed and some very, very, very uh, uh, important things that are said here, and it shows you the hearts of the people because the issue is always with the heart. Amen. Amen. It's, it's not a head issue. It's not a body issue. It starts with the heart. And God needs to deal with our hearts. Amen. Oh, how many times I pray for God to deal with my heart because I want my heart to be right. If my heart is right, amen, then I can bring my mind in line with the will of God and then bring my body in line with the will of God. But my heart has to be right. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. So God is dealing with them about the pending judgment that's about to come upon them for their wickedness. And he's given them an opportunity to repent and turn back to him. But in spite of, the, and in spite of their past wickedness, amen, God was willing to show them how to avert the coming judgment because judgment was coming. Judgment was coming. Somebody said judgment was coming. Oh, let's say punishment was coming. Amen. If they would only listen to God's instruction and and take action, they could avert the coming punishment. Amen. If they would go back to the ancient paths, the paths that they strayed away from. Amen. And, and, And when it talks about ancient paths here, it's dealing with the Mosaic law in particular. Amen. That required, and don't let laws caused you to stumble right there, that required morality, holiness, obedience, and compassion. What did I say required? Morality, holiness, obedience, and compassion. And God says when you go back, you'll find rest for your souls. Ooh. Now, for God to say that, apparently these people needed rest for their souls, but they didn't know it. And you know, it's a dangerous thing, amen, to be in need of something critical for, here, I'll say your spiritual livelihood or even your life, but you don't know that you need it. It's dangerous, dangerous to be in need of something And you don't know that you need it. How many people in here hate to drink water? You just don't like the taste of water. How many of you have heard people say, I don't like water. I don't like the taste of it. But don't you know your body can't function without water? There are people who go all day long and won't drink water. They'll drink soft drinks. They'll drink iced tea. You know, they'll drink Gatorade. But they won't drink water. God didn't create Gatorade. But, but people don't know that their bodies need water, just plain water. And they will go and go and go and go and, and substitute all of these things until their kidneys start malfunctioning. It's a dangerous thing to be in need of something and don't know that you need it. God said, Ask! For the ancient past, because you need it. This is the good way. You'll find rest for your souls. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, again, I'll say that ancient God is not trying to, trying to speak against progress by talking about the ancient past. Amen. He's not being stubbornly inflexible about change. No, 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 no. He's not. But it's critical to hear what God is saying. So, so there are four verbs here in verse 16 that describes what God wants to happen. He called this ancient path the good way. Okay? So he says, stop or stand. Then he says, look. Then he says, ask. Then he says, then he says Walk. So, when it says, stand at the crossroads, he's not saying pass by the crossroads. Stop at this fork in the road. Stop at this crossroad of life. Stop. And then he says, look. Don't just get a glimpse of it, but gaze intently, pay attention to what you see. Uh, This is is different from what people today today do because we hear something and a lot of times we embrace it right away. God says, stop here. You, you've been busy in yourself. You've been running. You've been doing this. You've been following other gods. You've been doing things that don't go. Stop. Look. Gaze at what you see. What do you see? Look at the world around you. What do you see? What do you see in comparison to nature? What do you see? Because the Bible says, even for people who have not heard the gospel, God is revealed in nature. What do you see? How can you discover God in nature in the way God has created? Stop. I mean, when you think about the philosophies of our time, and then you begin to gaze at, at even the way God has created this world, what do you see? Then if you don't see, ask. Don't just assume that you know. Ask. Ask what? Ask where the good way is. Ask where God's way is. Don't just assume that you know. But ask. And once you find out, walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in the good way. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. So stand at the crossroads. Stop. Take time to s- before going forward, before going backwards. Look at this thing. Look at, it. Look at it. Look at it. See what's going on. See what messages that you receive in life. I'm not talking about when you come to church because you're only here for a couple of hours. But your mind is being bombarded with messages all day long. On your job, riding up the highway, on television, music, social media. Your mind is being bombarded with messages. Where do Satan fight his battles? This is nothing new. The old people used to say that the, the, the mind is the devil's workshop. Yeah. How many of y'all heard that? The devil will fight his battle in your mind. He's shooting messages, shooting messages to your mind all day long. What do you see? What do you see? What are you listening to? I, I was riding on Cherry Road yesterday, and you know how people like to have that music turn up, and it's boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Yeah. And, and, and so I just decided to pay attention just I wanted to see if I could hear what was saying. And the foul language. The foul language that was that was being pumped into that person's mind. I mean, it was loud. Amen. It was like, it was like, it was like, it was like a, a, a jackhammer. In his mind and in his spirit. We wonder why the world is so, why people in the world are so crazy. Irrational. What do you see? What are you? Let's not, let's not deal so much. What are you as a child of God? What do you see? What are your children being taught in the classroom? You know, how much are you paying attention to, 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 to what, what your children are, are learning? How well do you know that teacher? And did you ever think about sitting down and having a conversation with the teacher to find out where they come from, what position they take spiritually? I mean, it's nothing wrong. She's teaching he's teaching your child. So you need to know what perspective they're coming from, from a spiritual perspective. Do you look at the books your children bring home? Do you just give your children access to YouTube and, and, and Internet and all this stuff? You just give them a, a tablet at a young age, an a, 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 a iPhone at a young age, what are you, and, and, and without monitoring, do you know what to monitor? We are riddled with all kinds of serious problems in our society, and it spills over into the church. Our homes are in disarray. We are so steeped in debt. Like I mentioned earlier, a lot of us can't support the ministry like we should because we're paying bills. And as far as we know, it's all right. I heard my mother say, and I thank God I learned different. She said, you're going to always be in debt, so you may as well get what you want. But you're getting it on credit. So that means that you belong to the creditor. You are a slave to, the, to, to, to your mortgage. You are slave to your credit card debt. You are a slave to your car payment. I mean, if you want to quit your job and go on vacation, you can't do it. If you want it so extra into the ministry, yeah, it becomes a big sacrifice. Because you sold yourself to the creditors. So then we try to have faith and we hear faith teaching. But all this other stuff is bombarding us. Bombarding us. Okay. Hmm. So God says, stop, look, ask for the ancient paths. He advises the Jews, and he commands us to even ask for these old ways, for these ancient paths. And if God says that, it must be something to this that will help us. He said, you'll find rest for your soul and saints A lot of us are not at rest. I'm not talking about sleeping at night. I'm talking about peace of mind. A lot of people in the world don't have peace. You're pulled here. You're bombarded by this. Even when you sleep at night, your body doesn't rest. Go back, he says. Ask for the ancient path. Lord have mercy. God says these paths are good. Yeah. The Hebrew word there is tov. It's what is hidden. Mm. What is concealed. What comes from time immemorial. Ask. Wake up now. Come on. Engage me again. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 From the most ancient times. Again, I told you, it takes us back to what God has taught in the law of Moses, what God wanted from his people. He didn't want to put them in a, in a box. He just wanted to bless them by living morally upright. He wanted to bless them by, living, by them living holiness. He wanted to, them to experience the blessings that come from obedience. He wanted to experience them to experience the blessings that will come through showing compassion. These paths, they're joyful, they're delightful, they're fruitful, they're precious, they're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There could be some economic benefits to come from them, too. Because, you know, God really wants us to have money, but he wants us to know how to use it. Mm. If he wants to give you houses that you didn't build, he wants you to be rich. If he wants you to drink from wells that you didn't dig, God has no problem with you having money. He wants you to know how to use it and to realize that he is the source and whatever he's given you is for his kingdom first. And he will supply all your need. What? According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, Well, how do we get back? How do we go back to these ancient paths? All right. It's called Repentance. Simple enough. It's called repentance, okay? A turning from our wickedness. And this is what God was calling the Jewish people. Turn from your wickedness. Now, of course, you got to recognize that it's wicked, all right? But God says it's wicked. God says your ways are in the society that we live in today. We have to stop calling wrong right we got to call it what God calls it. God says it's wicked. If it's me, it's wicked. If it's my child, it's wicked. If it's my mama, it's wicked. If it's outside of the ways of God, sometimes we want to justify our children in their mess. Stop justifying your children in their mess. Stop justifying yourself in your mess. Selfishness is wicked individualism is wicked because that is not the way God created us to be. Jesus said if you have love for one another, one another, not love for yourself and me, yourself and God, then all men will know that you're my disciples. Yeah. So that repentance is a renouncing of all of those things that don't honor our God, nor advance his purposes in the earth realm. So it's, it's more than just personal immorality, but anything that doesn't advance God's purposes in this world, because you're created for the glory of God, which is to advance God's purposes in the world. Amen, amen. It is re- it is a tr- turning to God in trust and humble submission. Okay, this was what God was calling the Jews to do, but the Jews would not heed God's voice. Amen. They wouldn't heed God's voice. Amen. You know it's not God's will that anyone perish, but that all come to repentance. That's God's will. Amen. Uh, but, 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 but we have to repent. Amen. And repentance only takes place when we hear and respond appropriately to the Lord's voice. These Jews refuse to hear God's voice. Several times in this chapter alone, it is written, thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Read it for yourself. Read it for yourself. It starts out at verse number six. Thus saith the Lord. Thus hath the Lord of hosts said. Okay. Verse number nine. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. All right. Verse number 16. Thus saith the Lord. Verse number 20, 21. Therefore, thus saith the Lord. Verse 22. Thus saith the Lord. And you read on over in the other chapters. But they refused to hear. God's voice. Jeremiah prophesied for 40 years. 40. 40 years. So apparently, they didn't believe the man of God. And so consequently, they didn't believe that the message was from God, so they didn't pay attention to it. But why didn't they believe? Why didn't they believe? Verse 20 says... Y'all following me? For what, for what purpose to me comes, hallelujah, let me make sure I'm reading the right thing. Right, so they were coming to worship, okay? They were still worshiping, all right? But they weren't paying attention to God. So verse 20 says, for what purpose to me comes frankincense from Sheba and sweet cane from a far country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifice is sweet to me. So you go out of your way to bring me sweet-smelling aromas that you've actually purchased. You didn't give it from your heart, really. You just did what you thought I wanted. So your worship is not even acceptable to me. So they were doing the right thing by coming to worship physically. But God is never looking for just your physical presence. Where is your mind? Where is your spirit? Where is your commitment to God while you're physically in worship? While you're physically doing the right thing? Where? Where? So these people have been so caught up in following the ways of the world that they have become desensitized to the things of God and desensitized to his righteousness. So verses 28 through 30 says, They are all stubborn, stubborn rebels, walking as slanderers. They are bronze and iron. They are corruptors. The billows blow fiercely, the lead is consumed by fire, the smelter refines in vain, for the wicked are not drawn off. People will call them rejected silver because the Lord has rejected them. So God says, before I get to the end part, this is how he describes the people. They become bronze and iron. So nothing can get in. There's no porousness there. They're not a porous surface. They become hard. They become unyielding. Lord have mercy. Hardened by their own sinfulness. So hard that they could not. Not that they would not. They couldn't hear God. That's a bad place to be. For repentance to take place, saints, we've got to hear what thus saith the Lord. We cannot close ourselves off from God. We can't be so, so, so caught up in our own way of thinking, and our own way of doing, that we don't hear God anymore. God, keep me humble. Keep my spirit humble before you. Help me, Lord, that I will always hear what you have to say. You know, that's why I thank the Lord years ago. When I read that scripture in Philippians where Paul said, uh, let as many of us as be mature have this mind. And if any of you are otherwise minded, God will reveal that even to you. And I, and I took that scripture to use that as a, as a guide for me so that if I'm ever in a situation where I hear something, I want to grow. I want to always learn. But if I hear something that I don't understand, I won't just shut myself off. I, I, I want to be open so that, so that the Holy Ghost can reveal things to me. And I, I don't ever want to get to the place that I think I know it all. Hmm. No, 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 no. I can learn f- from an anointed preacher who does not have a master's degree, who does not have a high school diploma. If he or she is anointed by God, I don't want to get to the point. that I think, well, I've been to seminary and I know this. Or I can read my Bible for myself. No, 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 no. If I sit under the teaching of an anointed man or woman of God, God can give revelation. God can speak to my situation. Amen. Whatever I'm going through, if I'm open to the Lord, but once I'm closed off, I don't hear anybody. Once I think I know, once I think I've got it, I'm not gonna hear people. I'm not gonna hear God. If somebody comes and says, Thus saith the Lord, I won't hear it because I'm closed off. I am like iron and like bronze. God is saying to him, don't be like iron and bronze. God says stand in the way, see, and ask for the ancient past, where the good way is and walk in it. That's repentance when we get there, glory to God, and we hear and we heed the voice of God. Ask, as we walk, as we walk, saints, we got to trust God. And I'm almost done. We got to trust God on a daily basis. We got to trust God for his strength. We got to trust God for his wisdom. We have to trust God for his guidance. Finding the ancient paths and endeavoring to walk in the ancient paths will not be easy. Because automatically when we hear ancient, some of our minds have shut it off. We don't want to be ancient. We don't want to go back. Hallelujah. I was talking to the elder last night, and he said, yeah, but God is calling us to go back. Amen. It's like the prodigal son, glory to God. Amen. We left home, and we went and wasted our substance on riotous living. But God says, you got to come back. I can't think I got it right. I th- can't think that I'm right. I think, can't think that it's okay the way I'm living. I can't think that I know more than anybody else. Know. I've got to come back to God. And I must trust God daily, oh my God, for his strength, for his wisdom, for his guidance. Because going back to the ancient past is not easy. Once you started living an immoral life, coming out of immorality is not easy. Oh, my goodness. Your flesh has become accustomed to some things, and your flesh does not want to let it go. Oh, my, it's not easy. Somebody say it's not easy. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. Amen. You've been drinking alcohol. It's not easy to stop. Glory to God. Amen, amen. Even though you trust God, you got to keep on trusting him because any time you can slip back into it. You've been doing drugs. It is not easy, glory to God, but you got to trust God. It's not easy. Don't let anybody tell you it's easy. If you've just been caught up with the waves of the world and you've been caught up in your selfishness and you've been caught up in who you are and in your intellectualism, it is not easy to submit yourself to God. Ooh. The mind and and the flesh will resist you on every opportunity. The devil, glory to God, will resist you on every opportunity. He' will take advantage of the things that you don't understand, and he will resist you. Oh, the devil will resist you by taking advantage of times when you don't feel like doing some things. and he will resist you. The devil will take advantage, glory to God, Amen of times when your body is physically tired and he will resist you. The devil will resist you by taking advantage of times when you think you know things that you really don't know. Oh, the devil will resist you and the flesh will resist you. The devil will resist you by taking advantage of times when you associate with people who don't have the same commitment that you have. The devil will resist you. You okay? I'm okay. He'll resist you. Hallelujah. Therefore, you gotta humble yourself. Under the mighty hand of God. You can't do this on your own. You need God's strength. You need God's wisdom. You need God's guidance. Repentance and rededication doesn't come without a fight. Glory to God. So we must fight. Oh my goodness. On every side, we've got to fight. Your body don't feel like fighting. Your flesh doesn't feel like fighting. Your mind doesn't feel like fighting. But you've got to fight. Glory to God. To humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. you got to fight, glory to God. Amen. The weapons of our warfare, and this is a warfare we're in. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So that's not the kind of fight I'm talking about. I'm talking about fighting the fight of faith, glory to God. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are divinely inspired. Hallelujah. And what do they do? They pull down strongholds. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. There are strongholds that the devil has elevated in your mind. Thank you, Jesus. And you've got to pull them down. That's the kind of fighting that I'm talking about. Hallelujah. You've got to pull down everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You've got to cast down all of those arguments. That's the name of Jesus that you've that the devil has raised in your mind. Hallelujah! Cast it down. Everything the devil has raised against your pastor. Everything the devil has raised against the church. Everything the devil has raised against the body of Christ. Cast it down. And bring every thought. In the captivity to the obedience of Christ. And you need God's help. You need God's wisdom. You need God's guidance. This takes us back to the ancient paths. To the ancient paths. Where the good way is. What a good way is. What a good way is. You know, sometimes when I read the Bible, I see things. I said, Lord, do people see this? You know, God's not opening up the earth anymore. When I read about those folk, the Korites, and the Catholics, they rebelled against the Catholics, rebelled, rebelled against Moses. You're the only one who hears from God. We hear from God too. And sometimes people in the church forget that. Who the pastor think he is? Is he the only one that hears from God? Oh, my goodness. And when I read the Bible, I'm like, God, help me to humble myself. Help me to get from this what I need to get so that I don't get lifted up in pride and think I'm more than I am and that I know more than I know. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Because I want to stay humble under the mighty hand of God. And God, Moses said to the people, wait, wait a minute, you meet me here tomorrow, and, 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 and let's see what God is going to do. I'm paraphrasing. I'm not telling you exactly what the Bible says, but let's see what God is going to do. He said, you know, isn't it enough that God has entrusted you with the worship? You want to take the leadership too? Sometimes we're not satisfied with where we've been put. Ooh, Lord have mercy. And the next morning, when they got there and they had refused to repent, God caused the earth to open up and swallowed them all up. But that wasn't enough. The next day, the rest of them still had not repented, and God was going to wipe them all out. And Moses understood what God was getting ready to do. And he got the scissors and said, let's get the censors. Let's go in and atone for the people so God would have mercy on them. We need God's help, saints, because we can get so caught up in who we are we forget the good way. We forget God's way. And he's calling us back. He's not saying go back to horses and buggies. He's not expecting you to go back to that. He's not saying going back to kerosene lanterns, even though it might help you when the electricity is cut during the storm. He said let's go back to the way that he's laid out for us. So as the spirit of revival continues in this congregation, I pray today that we will hear God's voice. Stop. If you don't believe what I've proclaimed to you today, stop. Stand at the crossroad. Don't just keep going. Take a good inventory of what's going on in the world around you. Take a good inventory of what's going on in your own life. In your own family. It may not just be your immediate family. It could be your extended family. You know, take a good inventory of how the church has almost become syncretized with the world. Take a good inventory. Read of how the church, how some Christians want there to be No line of demarcation between what God has said and what the world does. So now everybody's saved. Everybody is Christian. Everybody is going to heaven when they die. And nobody believes the word anymore. The word has become outdated. Some theologians are going back and rewriting the Bible, saying that the language of the Bible is outdated. We've misunderstood God. God is a God of love, and he's no, there's no punishment for our sins. We don't realize that we have crossed over into areas that the early church fathers who searched the scriptures clearly laid the path for us to follow according to the scriptures. We don't realize it, so we hear things today, saints. I'm talking about people in the church who know, think they know. We hear things and we pick up on it, and we start saying the same things. We don't, we don't think anymore. We, we're not studying the scriptures, and maybe, maybe I'm just getting to be old. But we're not. We're not. We hear a song, and we believe the words of the song before we believe the Bible. And it sounds good, and we begin to sing it, and it gets into our psyche. And so we begin to believe it, but we haven't studied the word. So that the word gets into our psyche, and we start believing the word. So I know sometimes I sound very critical when I might mention a song or something or talk about things. And I know, I know people get offended with the messages that I preach sometimes, but that's okay. I have a responsibility to God. My responsibility is not to you to listen to what you say. My responsibility is to God. Amen. That means that I don't, I don't take things seriously that people say seriously to me. But just because people are critical, it doesn't matter. So if people decide to leave T.O.P. because they don't like a particular stand that I have studied and taken according to the scripture. Job said, my witness is in heaven. My record is on high. So in the end, I take my chances. Maybe I wouldn't say it like that. I'd rather stand before God and let God say that I was wrong than to listen to people and people say I'm wrong. I'm going to stop in a minute, but I was in a, a ministerial meeting the other day and we hear this statement all of the time. Sunday morning is the most segregated hour in the United States. So, I said, well, I don't have too much of a problem with Sunday morning being segregated because I'm not preaching 15 minutes. And ain't nobody dictating to me that we're going to get out of worship in one hour. See, there's a problem with setting a time limit on God. Not that I always want to preach an hour. I like preaching. I'm still on Facebook Live. (laughs) But I'm going to communicate what God gives me to communicate and try to give you enough examples. But beyond that, what if somebody needs healing? What if somebody needs deliverance? Nobody ever locked you, and we don't lock the doors and say, you can't leave. But let's take the time that needs to be taken to pray for people. Amen. for people to be healed. How many times have we given the benediction and you cannot leave because the glory of the Lord has rested in the house and we've already been here for two hours? So don't put me in a box. Yeah. Sometimes I want to holler. Sometimes I want to dance. Sometimes I know that the crowd got to push a little bit longer. Amen, we're going somewhere with this, glory to God. Amen, I understand that sometimes, amen, you just can't hit it and miss it. Sometimes you got to press in, glory to God. Sometimes you got to sing, glory to God. Not until God comes, but until people feel and sense the anointing of God. Sometimes you got to pray. Sometimes you got to walk the floor, glory. And you cannot fit this into a time frame. So put me in a place where I can be free.